Welcome to the Travel Pulse Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Bowman, the executive editor of TravelPulse.com. Today is Tuesday, February 16th. Happy Travel Tuesday, everyone. Coming up on the show today, we'll dive into the latest move from the CDC that many in the travel industry rejoiced about. Plus, we'll talk to not one, but two ladies who recently traveled to the Caribbean and hear what their experience was like amid all the restrictions in place. Before we bring our guest on and discuss today's trending stories, two things I want to get to first. Our condolences go out to Marriott and the Sorensen family. Marriott's CEO and President Arnie Sorensen unexpectedly passed away on Monday with his battle of pancreatic cancer. He made quite an impact on travel and for Marriott. May he rest in peace. Second, I wanted to share a travel-related quote I heard recently. It came from the HBO Max movie Super Intelligence, starring Melissa McCarthy, uh, which is set in Seattle. Makes me really want to go to Seattle again. But she's telling the guy that she's in love with uh, that, you know, you love the airport because he's getting ready to go to the airport. And she says, you love the airport. And his response hit me harder than expected, which is, you know, likely due to the pandemic that we're in and all the trips I've missed and everything. But, you know, about the airport and why he loves it, the guy responds and says, it's the gateway to the world, the gateway to to imagination. And man, that really stuck with me there. Uh, you know, these are no doubt hard times that we're in right now, but the light of the end of the tunnel continues to draw near. So stay positive, folks. Uh, we'll get through this. Continue to uh, let your travel imagination run wild, if you will. So, and joining me on the podcast now is Cody Learman, senior editor at travelpulse.com. Cody, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm glad to get you on. And uh, also joining travel advisor Jenny Chaffer of Journeys Travel. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I appreciate you guys, you, you ladies, excuse me, jumping on here. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about the Caribbean in in a minute. Cody recently visited the Dominican Republic and Turks and Caicos this year so far. And Jenny just recently returned back from a trip from uh, St. Lucia. Plus, she has a number of clients taking trips to the islands as well. So we'll get to their experiences shortly. But first, um, before we get into what's trending, I have to wish you both ladies a happy National Pancake Day. Are you a pancake fan or more of a waffle fan? I like pancakes. <laughs> I guess I would say both, though. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm both as well. I'm not partial to one or the other. Good, yeah. I see a lot of people that are just like very hard stances on, on one way or the other. So I'm pancakes all the way, but um, we actually we did have pancakes and waffles at uh, our wedding when I got married seven years ago. Uh, we did Brinner before it was like a popular wedding trend. So um, just, you know, big fan of these national days. There's so many different ones out there. Um, so I like to have a little fun with uh, some pancakes there. But enough breakfast food talk for now. Let's dive into and discuss what is trending in the world of travel. Last week, we saw reports of potential new domestic travel restrictions and continued talk about possible COVID-19 testing requirements for domestic flights. The White House denied those reports. And then on Friday afternoon, they met with top airline officials and uh, they met uh, top airline officials met with the Biden administration and to work out details on potentially not doing that. And then Friday night, the CDC came out and recommended uh, not to do that at all and saying, quote, at this at this time, the CDC is not recommending required point of departure testing for domestic travel. As part of our close monitoring of the pandemic, in particular, the continued spread of variants, we will continue to review public health options for containing and mitigating spread of COVID-19 in the travel space. Uh, so for now, domestic travel restrictions appear like they will just stay like a state-by-state thing as it's been. Thankfully, no uh, no testing requirements for domestic flights. So Jenny, from a travel advisor perspective, how are you feeling about that? I am very pleased to see that we are not going to have to worry about the domestic testing for the time being, um, especially for business travelers. You know, there are a lot of business travelers that are starting to fly again on a daily and weekly basis. And I, I just think that having them be subjected to that those same considerations um, doesn't make sense. While the international 
um, new CDC rules, guidelines, and the airline rules to be tested before you come back are, I think those will ease up as the time permits. I understand where they were coming from with the, with those rulings, and now we've adapted to that. But I'm very glad that the, the domestic did not um, get approved. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And Cody, what, what were your thoughts on that? I know you used to be a travel agent. Now you're in the travel writing space and, and, and editing here at Travel Pulse with us. But um, yeah, your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. I just think there's plenty of protocols in place. I mean, the mask wearing and people are keeping their distance. I've been in the airport a couple times now, and um, I think that would have just been one extra step that would have um, made people not want to travel even more. And so I think by the time you take a test, if you it may not be as accurate if you would have already had it or you're about to get it. Um, I just think it's a little bit overboard. So I'm, I'm really glad that they didn't do that for domestic. Yes, I, I'm glad as well. And this past weekend was President's Day weekend. So it, saw, it, it did see a rise in travel. Nearly 4 million people traveled between Thursday, February 11th and Sunday, February 14th. Cody, you were actually one of those numbers, one of those 4 million over that yeah. weekend spread. Um, uh, you, you came back on Thursday the 11th. So how, how were the airports? You mentioned you traveled a few times in this and just really recently as of last week, coming back from the Turks, you had a connecting to what was your experience like there? Yeah, so I came back on the 11th from the Turks and we had a layover in Atlanta and it was busy. Um, it was a little bit busier when I had traveled in January um, prior to the 26th. So I think that if that um, wasn't in place, people having to get a test to come back from international places, I think that it would have even been a little bit busier. But um, it's definitely starting to pick up in the Atlanta airport, which is usually where I have my layover. Um, I've just been noticing, you know, more restaurants are open, more people um, but there's still plenty of protocols in place. There's sanitizer everywhere. There's the tables are spaced out and everyone has plenty of room to keep, keep to themselves. Well, yeah. It's, it's a good sign that things are opening up a little bit more inside the airport. I know when I traveled last summer, it was like a ghost town in there, but you know, more people, that's what we're seeing. That's what we're getting to, um, easing up restrictions, you know, domestic travel is going to be the big move for a lot of people coming out of this pandemic, especially with more tour operators now offering us based trips and just the most recent one is G Adventures became the latest tour operator to launch a collection of U.S. itineraries for travelers. Some of the trips, you know, you can visit beaches, mountains, national parks, and cities around the country, uh, Las Vegas to multiple national parks. They had a Hawaii one as well, and even Yellowstone. So I personally, I love this. I, I love, you know, traveling in the USA and want to venture out to more. And I think that's going to be appealing to a lot of people, especially throughout 2021, while there are still restrictions and no one can go to Europe uh, or Asia or anything like that right now. Unless you've been vaccinated, there are a couple countries that are opening up to vaccinated travelers. But um, Jenny, how much interest in U.S. travel are you hearing from you know current clients or, or potential new clients? We honestly haven't been getting a lot. I think primarily because people that did want to travel were thinking about going to California or Florida. And of course, those states both have had high numbers and California pretty, you know, pretty severe lockdowns out there. So we have gotten some, I do think this new G Adventures program will tap into a market of people that generally were the ones that wanted to do everything on their own. And, you know, now we actually have something to present to that age group that we can help them with those plans. They can still have the freedom to travel as they want. But, you know, here's some high points that you need to go see because G Adventures has put it together for you. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, that it's a lot of uh, uh, packages um, that you can kind of toss out there. And I know G Adventures is going to focus on some like 30 something year olds ones. They have different age groups that they focus to um, as well. So really interesting stuff there. I'm technically too old for G Adventures, but um, I'm happy to plan those trips. I can live vicariously through my clients. <laughs> 
And I have traveled with Jeep Ventures before, so I would recommend it to anyone. They do an amazing job. Definitely, yeah. That was uh, I went with G Adventures about four years ago now to Morocco, and that was a lot of fun. So uh, very interesting to see people these companies kind of um, venture into the U.S. side of things. So I th- do you guys think that will be big moving forward as far as domestic travel, or do you think that people, you know, if say Europe opens up in like the fall or something, do you think there'll be kind of a mix? Obviously, some people are going to want to go to Europe, but uh, how do you think that'll be kind of um, sort of a competition at all? I think it's nice to see, you know, that everyone is wanting to travel domestically because there are there is so many places to go in the states that people just haven't been there before. But um, I have traveled almost monthly since July, last July, and the numbers are going up month to month. Our inquiries have been going up as well, and a lot of people are still wanting to go to Europe and you know other destinations in the Caribbean. That I think. I, you know, I don't want to say it's going to be more domestic than international come fall. I think it's going to, you know, be even or more people wanting to go internationally. Part of the hold off is just people not knowing when they can go yet. Yeah, I agree. I think um, once things start to open, I think people will definitely be jumping on board with going to Europe and still traveling through the Caribbean. Um, I think the people who will stick more domestically will be people who are nervous about getting stuck somewhere or who don't have the flexibility um, to work remotely or with their kids in school. So that may be a, um, a big draw for people to stay in the U.S. But I think once borders open, people will be ready to go. Definitely. I know there's a lot of pent up demand. We continue to say that week after week, but that's the reality of what we're at. So, you know, that vaccine will come out and hopefully be ready, available to the masses by April is what Dr. Fauci said last week. It would be like open season for um, is what he said by then. And then I think by by June, everyone that wants it would be able to have it. So the, the supply would be there. So that that is some positive news there. Um, moving along to what else is trending in the world of travel, we segue over to cruise news. Breaking this morning, Norwegian Cruise Line brands have canceled all cruises through May 31st. This is uh, unfortunate news here for the cruise industry and, and just based on how the last year has gone for the entire cruise industry. Once one major cruise line announces extensions of canceling and pausing their operations, uh, the others follow suit. So we'll see if Royal Caribbean or Carnival does in the coming days or weeks. Um, I it kind of seems like they, they might just based on how everything has happened in the last year, but Royal Caribbean news wise, uh, they did mandate that all their crew will have to get the COVID-19 vaccine. And um, they did confirm that they are just waiting for the CDC to give them the clear on the test voyages to get going on that. So I think that's still a wait and see game. And that's probably why Norwegian pushed back. You're just continuing to wait for the CDC to actually give them the go ahead to get these test cruises going. And once they get the test cruises going, that's when you can get one step closer to actually having passengers on board. Any thoughts to uh, the cruising industry here? Jenny, I know you said you sell some cruises. So um, what, what, what's your takeaway on, on this breaking news this morning? So while I understand Norwegians, um, it, Nor- the Norwegian pushing back and doing the um, May 31st dates, it's frustrating to me as an advisor that the CDC can come in and within a week come up with these new mandates for testing international flights returning to the U.S. But after a year, we still have are no closer, closer to getting boats back in the water. When the CDC has already had very stringent guidelines for cruise ships in the past, which I don't think a lot of consumers or even may, maybe advisors are aware of, even if an illness occurs on a ship, it's reported to the CDC. So they've already had steps in place that other, like the airlines, have not. Um, 
so the fact that we still can't get any further and we can't get those those test sailings out when there's so many people that have offered to, you know, be the subjects on those tests is just very frustrating. Um, I really thought by, by May, June, we would, you know, have at least half of the ships sailing with half capacity. And it seems like we're nowhere near that. Yeah, I agree. I think that they should be a little bit further ahead. And like you've said, um, which people may not realize, which I didn't because I hadn't cruised. Um, and when I did take my first cruise, I was surprised at all the protocols they already have in place before any COVID or anything. So sanitizer everywhere. And like you said, if they start with half or just a portion of the travelers, um, I think, you know, we won't know until we try. And if people are willing to go, I think they should should let them. Absolutely. Yeah. You had a hundred over 100,000 people were volunteering on the Royal Caribbean test voyages. Um, that made a lot of news uh, a few months ago. Uh, it seemed like we would get going. I know like it was the end of October once they announced that, you know, that it's the conditional sales in place. And we thought, okay, maybe February might be the earliest. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're inching a little closer to March. All right, that's, you know, we'll get going for some spring travel there. And then the new year happened and then further cancellations pushed back. And I know a couple of weeks ago, we talked on the podcast here, about um, Port Canaveral's prediction was like at worst case scenario would be July as the earliest uh, that they'd get back out on the water there. And kind of seems like that is going to be the case now. I mean, maybe they'll get out in June. I don't know. Could could be July there. But either way, the cruise industry continues to take another hit. So if you have thoughts on that, listeners, podcast at travelpulse.com is the best way to reach us there. Um, That pretty much wraps up what is trending in the travel industry um, for the past week here. So Now I want to dive into some of these Caribbean travel experiences that Cody and Jenny um, had over the last few weeks here. So we'll start with you, Jenny. Uh, You recently went to St. Lucia. So tell us a little about your experience there. So St. Lucia is an amazing country in and of itself. Um, I had not been there for a couple of years, so I was very excited that I was able to go on this trip. And honestly, after the new announcement of the testing coming back, I was glad to be one of the guinea pigs for that for my clients as well. Um, I had had other had clients travel to St. Lucia previously, and they have to test before you go, but no one had come back yet. So I, I did the entire experience. Um, the best part about my trip was seeing the excitement of the workers, the resort staff, the drivers, um, even people along the road as I was in taxis going from from a couple different locations that would wave when you were going by. They are so excited to welcome us back to those countries. And, you know, when when their makeup is based on tourism, they are struggling as much as we are struggling here in the US, you have no idea how much it affects them when they've been out of work for months. So it was so great to, to just see the excitement and to actually, you know, truly feel welcome. And they were grateful that, that, you know, I was there. As far as the protocols go, I was very impressed with the protocols. I have traveled to Mexico several times, Dominican, um, and even domestically. And I am very impressed across all the resorts and hotels that I've been in, what the protocols are for the, for COVID. Um, But one of the things that really impressed me with what they were doing at the resort I stayed with was the the GM was walking around from, I saw him at 9am and at 9pm walking around, making sure people were social distancing. um, The staff had masks on, people were sanitizing so much so that, there was a lobby bar we were sitting in front of and people had pulled chairs up to sit at the bar. 
Well, they're not allowing that right now. So he went over, asked them to move. And people had been congregating around them, trying to get to the bar, talking to them, that kind of thing. He went, he asked them to move, he helped relocate them. Then the staff went in, they wiped down everything at the bar. They put new bottles of sanitizer out. And from then on, people were social distancing, getting their beverages. So they really are taking precautions um, and, and putting those things in place to make sure that that you and your clients are safe when you're there and you don't have to worry as much about testing positive so that you can get home. Interesting. Yeah. Staying on top of that, that's good to hear. Uh, which resort did you stay at and how was the uh, testing experience, uh, the requirement tested uh, to get tested before you come back into the U.S.? How was that for you? Sure. I was at Sandals Grand and Sandals Halcyon. I was able to stay at both properties while I was down there. Um, my testing was at Sandals Grand. They actually have turned a one of their rooms into the testing um, area that you get a letter with the time you are to report there. They have them spaced out, no more than two people in the room at a time. And it, you know, it was honestly painless. You fill out some information about yourself. They verify that with your passport. You do the test. They escort you out the back door so you're not crossing paths with who's coming in next. And um, within about 24 to 36 hours, it kind of varied across our group. Uh, you had a um, sealed envelope that had your certified results in it. So very, very quick and easy. Good. That's good to hear. And uh, Cody, I, you had sort of a similar experience where it was quick and easy on, on the testing stuff. You traveled to the DR in January, Turks and Caicos last week. So what was your experience like and uh, how was it a little, any major differences between the two destinations? Yeah, um, I would say um, with both of them, I was really impressed with the protocols um, beginning from the airport um, through the transfer drivers, um, arriving at the hotels. I mean, everything is taking care of your, everyone I saw was wearing masks and people at the airport are keeping their distance. And then when you arrive at the resorts or wherever you're staying, there's they sanitize your luggage, your your shoes are sanitized because you walk over a mat, um, they take your temperature, everything like that. And then again, if you go to the spa or a, a gym or anything like that, you'll get your temperature taken. And um, a lot of the resorts in the Dominican Republic are kind of set up in a spread out way. So there's just like this natural way that you can socially distance by the pool and by the beach. You know, there's plenty of space for people. And I noticed the same thing, people going up to grab a drink and they didn't have a mask, they were handed a mask. Um, I will say throughout a couple of the resorts I've been to um, in Mexico and the DR, um, they're a little bit different. Some are more optional. So just making sure that you go to, if you want to wear a mask the whole time, or you know if you want a little bit more flexibility, again, still social distancing, but they are a little bit different across the board. Um, in the Turks as well, um, I was impressed with their protocols. There's a few extra steps with that. Um, I went after the 26th, so we had to get the test to come back, which I didn't have to for the DR. Um, and you have to have proof of insurance, which I know a lot of um, other islands are doing that as well. Um, and it sounds like a lot when you're reading through, but really if you just get your insurance and you wear your mask and social distance and enter everything into their portal, you'll get approved. And it's really not as bad as it seems. And I would definitely advise booking through a travel advisor. I even got my travel insurance and stuff through a travel advisor just to make sure it was it covered COVID and I didn't have to read through and be confused about anything. They're up to date on all of that. So that would be my advice. Definitely, yeah. Work with a travel advisor. Like you said, it kind of varies resort by resort. So if you have specific concerns of what you 
want to do and where you want to go, what you want to see, what what can you see, what what's allowed and everything. A travel advisor is going to have your back and help you out there, which Jenny can attest to. I'm, I'm sure you've had quite a few um, variety of questions from clients. Um, what have you heard from them, at, at the ones that have traveled and have they reported back uh, about their recent trips to anything uh, to you in, from the Caribbean? Yeah, honestly, the number one um, response I get from every single client is they feel safer abroad than they do in the United States. Um, I think a lot of that is because of the protocols they're following. And you actually do see people out cleaning and spraying down your luggage and sanitizing every time you go in and out. And all of the resorts I've been to, um, it, like like was mentioned, it's different from resort to resort. But most of them are consistent. If you're in an enclosed space, if you're entering or leaving a restaurant, those kind of things, the masks are mandatory. Um, so I really think it's it's more visible and people are taking it more seriously than in a lot of places across the U.S. So that has really been the number one number one thing when they come back, they they just volunteer that that they feel safer there than they do at their local stores. Yeah, I've heard that from a number of people as well. Next question for because uh, for both of you actually, and Jenny, you can respond first here. You know, so restrictions are eventually going to loosen, and and things will get back to the way they sort of were, just in terms of people booking more and actively traveling more. Uh, but do you think the pandemic will change how people visit the Caribbean at all? Once even after restrictions are lifted, obviously it's impacting now because of the current restrictions in place. But you know, looking ahead to the future, do you think? It, how things have been this past year will, will change the outlook of how people decide to travel and visit the Caribbean. Well, hopefully more people will see the value of a travel advisor and will, will use us to book their vacations because they can see how easily things can change and how many moving parts there are. Um, a lot of people think it's so easy to get online, point and click. You you check a box for the terms and conditions and you never even see what's behind that little check mark. Now, you really do need a travel advisor that can help you through all of those moving parts and, and understands and, you know, has dealt with every every kind of issue that possibly could come up in the last 12 months. (laughs) But I I do think, um, so that's number one, but I do think people are going to go back. I I think um, for the time being, I would say maybe a year or so, numbers are still going to be limited as far as, you know, seating, capacity, you know, those kind of things. Um, Even some of the excursions that are offered, but I know across all of my tour operator partners, they are looking at every piece of, of their product to see how to make it happen. So if it's a, um, a charter group to Ireland, what are you gonna do with that charter bus that you may have had 46 people on? How many can you have on it now to make them feel safe and you know, to still have the good experience that you want? Yeah, I would agree. Um, first and foremost, working with travel advisors, I think a lot more people will be working with advisors, even for small trips they maybe didn't think they need an advisor for. There's just once they've seen something go wrong or a cancellation, just having someone in your corner to fix that is extremely helpful. Um, but I think I really don't think it's going to take very long to get back to normal. I think avid travelers who have been to the Caribbean and all over before are going to be jumping back into it. And even me, I've just gone a couple times now, but it's already starting to feel more normal each time I go. I'm just getting used to the protocols. Like this is how it's going to be for a while. Um, I think traveling with patients is going to be key. 
Um, but I don't think it's going to take very long. People are, like you said, there's pent up demand. People are ready to go. And once you get down to the Caribbean and you're at your resort relaxing, it's just, um, you know, people are, are ready for that. They're missing that and they're wanting to take their vacations. Definitely. And I know a lot of people are looking to get away from the snow as it is very cold uh, where both of you are located in uh, Wisconsin for Cody and, uh, and Illinois for Jenny there. So, um, yeah, I think one thing for me, just looking forward uh, post-pandemic here, uh, I hope a lot of people do not lose sight of, you know, health and, and safety protocols and, and hi- taking care of yourself and, and certain hygiene um, practices as well. So I think that's one thing uh, that can potentially change and have a greater emphasis, both in terms of the traveler and, you know, the resorts and tour operators as well as what they put into it and just try to, you know, make things a bit more uh, health conscious there. So, um, Jenny, I'll want to get your take on this. I've heard varying opinions on the peak season for Caribbean travel. Obviously this, this year is, you know, uh, greatly impacted as, as it was last year and everything. So do you think the peak season, the traditional peak season for the Caribbean will uh, remain that way moving forward? You know, once we get out of this pandemic in the future, or is that typical peak window going to cease to exist and everything kind of thrown out the window? What's your take there? So the peak season, I, I'm in the Midwest, like, like was said, but I think peak season will always remain fall and winter. Um, People want to get away from the snow and cold. Either they are worried about it coming, they're tired of dealing with it, or they are just over it. So that covers fall and winter and into early spring. Um, But I do a lot of romance travel. So a lot of honeymoons and destination weddings, and those are year round. So for, for myself, I see I truly don't have a peak season. I see, you know, year round travel to the Caribbean. There's different islands that you might want to focus on depending on it, you know, if it's rainy season there or, you know, that dreaded hurricane season. Um, but honestly, for my market, it comes down to airlift. Um, we are spoiled having two international airports very close and we are used to nonstops. So where there's nonstops, the people will go. To St. Lucia, there were two nonstops the days I flew, but both of them had less than 50 people on the plane. They can't operate like that. So I do think that that is going to determine that airlift is going to determine what ends up being hot for peak season coming forward for 2021. Interesting note on the nonstop stuff because Cody has has to do connecting flights quite a bit. Um, so just your thoughts on that, Cody, as you know, from where you're at now and, and also in the past from, from your travel advisor experience when you, when you were a travel advisor. Yeah, I would definitely agree. I mean, we, the charters are not nearly as busy as they've been in past years because they're not full, but where there's non-stops, we do have a few out of Milwaukee um, and the, the destinations change by the year. And those tend to be the bigger destinations because there's nothing better than flying non-stop and getting off the plane and being in your destination Um, And I used to always prefer to drive down to Chicago for a nonstop flight. But lately, I've been choosing to fly out of Milwaukee and just have a layover, um, just kind of switching it up a little bit. But yeah, um, nonstops are definitely huge, depending on it. Just think if you're traveling with a family of five, or you have three little kids, you know, you don't want to be running through the airport trying to catch another flight there. You don't want to lose your luggage. I mean, nonstops just really are key. (laughs) And some of those connection nows are, you know, 45, 50 minutes in airports like Dallas or Miami or Atlanta. And if if you're not familiar with that, familiar with the airport, how to navigate that, it can be stressful. And 
again, we've had a lot of snow here. And that if you're delayed 15 minutes getting out of Chicago, that's a very, very tight connection. And they're not going to hold that plane for you. So um, if you're doing that by yourself, and, and you can hustle and run and know what you're up against is one thing. But if you're, if you're a traveler that maybe goes once or twice a year, and you're hauling three kids and all of that stuff with you, that's near impossible. So it really does make a difference what that airlift is going to be, where people are going to be looking for. And, and honestly, where I feel comfortable sending them, because there's nothing worse than starting your, your vacation off stressed out because of the airport. Right. Absolutely. And I think a lot of the people that have been waiting, because there are people traveling right now, but there's a lot of people waiting and pushing it off until we're out of this pandemic. So I think there will be a greater emphasis for them to to figure out where can I go that is a nonstop so I can limit my time in the airport and uh, various places that I have to touch and see and everything. So uh, just kind of wrapping it up here towards the end, I uh, just want to get your take, um, Jenny and, and Cody, you can chime in after Jenny. Um, what do you think is the most family friendly island uh, for Caribbean travel? Wow, that's a hard one. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah, it's it's all subjective and based upon you know the the family that's going and everything. But I think yeah, some lean to themselves more to family travel than others do. So yeah, I I honestly think um, you know Mexico, Cancun, Riviera Maya, Costa Mujeres area is great for family travel. For most locations, it's an easy flight. There are a lot of non-stops. Um, there are lots of resorts that are relatively close to the airport. So within a 30 minute transfer time, so you can get there, get the kids to the resort and turn them loose. And there's great properties with, with a lot of family activities, um, a new resort just opened with a huge water park. And there's so many things for, for kids to do down there. Plus for mom and dad, because I'm always thinking about the parents needing their adults getaway. They have um, amazing kids clubs and babysitting service at most resorts. In December, when I was down there, I toured a property that their kids club just underwent a renovation of $2 million. So I don't know what, what kid would not like to spend a little bit of time in that kids club. Definitely. Yeah, I would agree that uh, Cancun, Riviera Maya area, you cannot go wrong. Um, as far as islands, I would say the Dominican Republic is right up there with it. Um, in this area, we get a lot of airlift to the Dominican Republic, as well as Jamaica, depending on the year. Um, but the Dominican Republic also has plenty of all-inclusive resorts to choose from. There's lots of different areas to go and stay, um, lots of activities, excursions for families to do, and calm beaches. A lot of families are interested, if they have little kids, to be able to swim in the water. You know, there's that huge currents and everything. There's like nice and calm walk-in beaches. So I'd say that's definitely a good area for families. Wonderful. Well, that wraps up today's podcast. So Jenny, Cody, thank you so much for joining. Had a great time. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks again to Jenny and Cody for jumping on the show this week. Had a great time talking about their Caribbean travel experiences. If you enjoyed today's show, leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, all that good stuff. Uh, If you have any feedback from me as well, podcast at travelpulse.com is the best way to reach me. Thanks and have a great week.